got shaved today. I got a clock up here, and uh, I I think I about give up on that electronic device I was using. I uh, I just I'm just going to have to stick with what I've done for 50 years and let it be the, the way it is. Um, I'm trying to get a cramp in my leg. I'm not crippled. I'm just trying to find out how to keep it from catching. You know, you ever get cramps? Well, I tell you what, they'll they'll make you move in a hurry. I don't think so. I need I need about forty years (laughs) taken off. Yeah, not not added. Praise the Lord! Don't add any. But uh, taken off. But my wife is with me, and she cleaned me up and brought me here. Now I can't sit down. Don't make me laugh. We're on chapter. We're on our blessed blessed sister. I don't mean to add to your misery. I I tell you, I I do more falling than I'm supposed to, and. Uh, at my age, you have to watch. That could be something the Lord's trying to tell you. My son insists that I go to call my doctor tomorrow, so I'll, um, I'll listen to him since I raised him and he listened to me. He was a fine young man to raise, and uh, now that I'm submitting myself to his guardianship, I think I need to listen to him as well. I don't think I need to call, but to keep peace in the family. All right, tonight we're in Revelation chapter number 9. Next week we'll go into the two digits. You know what that is? Chapter 10. Thank you. I think between, just leave this here because if I, yeah, if I could sit down later, I'll, yeah, this. I, I, until this series, I never preached sitting down anyhow. Even in my college classes, I had a, of all things, a bar stool. You know what those are, and and I could back up against it and kind of sit on it. But I, I didn't use that very often. But my mind seems to work better if I'm moving, and walking around. I don't know where I got that habit from. But um, chapter 9, we see two of the trumpet judgments. They're both woe judgments. You remember I said there's a warning closing chapter number 8 about the judgments to come would be woe judgments. And that means woe on earth. You know, we still use that saying, woe. You know, something tragic or terrible. And uh, these judgments are that nature where they are woe judgments. They're tremendous judgments against the sinful people on the earth. So we see here the this being the first, uh, that we're looking at the fifth and the sixth seal, a uh, trumpet, excuse me, fifth and sixth trumpet, 
You remember I said there are parentheses between the seals, trumpets, and bowl judgments between the sixth and seventh one. God's reasoning, God's planning, this is God's word. Uh, I didn't write it, I'm just teaching it. And I don't know all the reasons why some of the things happen in the way they're formed. I know that the Bible is one book. 66 books or 66 chapters, you could say, make up this book, but it's one book. And uh, Revelation is the last book. I don't think that was by chance. I believe when the Bible was canonized, as they say, and organized and put into form and the Old Testament, New Testament, all together. I believe God had his hand in that. We don't have chapter and verse for that, but I believe so. I believe the Bible's written in a precise order. The book of Isaiah uh, often is called the the, uh, Bible condensed. The chapters are uh, show the New Testament and Old Testament. The first 39 chapters have to do with the Old Testament, and then chapter 40 to the end has the New Testament. And uh, it's not by chance. One of the most attacked cha- books of the Bible is the book of Isaiah. And uh, one of the reasons is because of the difference. And they, they say it was two different books written by two different people and all that stuff. Uh, that's, that's not true. But uh, here we have a book of 22 chapters, but one book, one chapter of one book, the Bible. And to get a good understanding of prophecy, one has to have an understanding of the scriptures. That's why uh, prophecy, whether it be the book of Revelation or any other of the prophetic books, in the Old Testament, this is the only New Testament prophetic book. Prophecy is a subject that you should not start out as a young Christian to major in as far as studying. I had my feet done at the veterans, I think, on Tuesday or one day. And the young lady is a Christian girl. Uh, well, it's a lady. She must be 50s. 50 years old or more. Uh, and anyhow, she she does my feet, and she uh, she says, I had the, one of my books that I carried studied in my reading time. And um, so she says, I see you got a book? I says, yes. And I mentioned I was reading the book, some of the studies that I do in a class I'm teaching on Wednesday on the book of Revelation. She said, oh, my... She said, I liked to sit in that kind of a class. She said, I'm always asking our preacher, uh, why don't we study the book of Revelation? And they just said, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, uh, bless her heart. Um, it's not a book to start with, but it's certainly a book to, to study. It's the only book in the Bible where God opens it up and gives you a promise of a blessing if you will read and study and, and uh, obey the, the scriptures here 
in the book of Revelation. But the fifth and sixth seal, or trumpet, uh, they unleash upon us the uh, beginning of the woe judgments. This being the first. There's three, uh, six, uh, five, six, and seven. Having a hard time with my tongue. I'm not saying what my mind wants to say. Here we uh, start. Let's just begin. And I, and I thought tonight, because we have 21 verses to cover, I might just take you to the scriptures and, and then maybe look at my notes occasionally to make sure I don't leave out something I wanted to say. But let's just start with your Bibles and open it up to Revelation chapter 9 and verse number 1. And it says, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now, there's some statements here that you need to look at closely because this star is really a person, a personality. And I say that because you notice in this verse it refers to him as him. That's a masculine pronoun, as you know. And so it's a he, it's it's a masculine being that is referring to here as a star. And he's given the key. There's a key given to him. Now, I believe, and I'll show you a little bit later, that key was given to him by Christ. And it was given to him, and we're going to see from the scriptures here that uh, this is really Satan that's in, in subject here. And it's to the bottomless pit. A bottomless pit is like a, a jailhouse. It's a jailhouse not for people, but for spirits. Uh, spirits of a fallen nature. In other words, demons or the, uh, uh, the angels that follow Satan. As a person here, I saw a star from heaven. It, it, it fell to the earth, and we see who this star is. Masculine pronoun, twice it refers to him and he. And the word fall here uh, in the Greek could mean fallen. It's in a past perfect tense. And sometimes you'll find this in our English translation where a word to be translated in its tense does not resemble the meaning of the Greek. And there's a difference in fall and fallen. He saw a star which had fallen. John didn't see this star falling. He's referring to a star that had fallen had fallen, who was given a key, and again, I believe that was Satan. This uh, pit uh, that he is in uh, is uh, written by the, uh, in different places in Scripture. Uh, one is in Jude, in verse 6 it says, And the angels who kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains unto darkness unto the judgment of the great day. 
Now, because of that statement here in Jude, and because of a some scriptures in Genesis uh, chapter six, some people uh, believe that uh, you know this is a this is a place for those who have. Uh, left their natural state, uh, an angel, an angelic being, and possessing a human body. Now, there's some teaching goes both ways, and I'm not dogmatic uh, on that uh, for the simple reason that I believe what it says, uh, and I don't doubt that. I just don't believe that... uh, there was a cohabitation of women and uh, these uh, fallen angels, these demons, and producing children. I don't believe that. And uh, there's uh, quite a few people that do believe that. They base it upon the scriptures in, in Genesis, and they also use this. I brought this verse out to, to show you that there are some angels that are bound Angels that do not have the freedom that other angels have. That's all I'm saying uh, here. And it says, And he opened a bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by the reason of the smoke of the pit. That's verse number two. He opened this bottomless pit. This smoke is... If you kind of get in mind like an atomic explosion, they have that mushroom cloud that goes up. It's, it's, it's not that, but it's what I'm trying to get you to think of is something of that nature of a great smoke that comes out of this pit. Atomic explosions, as powerful as they are, are very small compared to this uh, eruption of this bottomless pit because this covers the whole world. This engulfs the whole world, not just one area. And verse 3, And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and upon them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. Now, the locusts, some of us can remember back, uh, well, in, in the Mideast, in the 1950s, they had a, a plague of locusts that devoured, uh, I think, like a 100,000 square mile area, just ate everything, the grass, the trees, everything. We can look in our own history in this country back in the Dust Bowl days and read about the, the locusts that plagued the mid part of the United States. And uh, they also were eating the grass and their crops. And they tried their best, but they just, uh, you know, they beat, fought them with fire. They, they tried to beat them down. It just was hopeless because of their number. Those are small compared to this. Uh, this horde of locusts is, is a, something like you've never seen. 
uh, one of the plagues in Egypt, if you remember in Exodus, uh, they had locusts, but they were not like these locusts. There were no locusts like these locusts. Locusts, when they come, they come as a swarm, and they just kind of move like so. I remember driving up through Pennsylvania back to my home. My parents were still living. <clears throat> and one side of the mountain <clears throat> was just bare. I mean, a big mountain. But it wasn't burnt. I could tell that it wasn't black. And I asked my dad, and he said, well, they had a plague of army worms. I never heard of such a thing. But that was another type of a form of an insect, like a locust that would eat. Now, these locusts are, are turned out on the earth, and they just swarm the area. And uh, these, uh, it says that God spared not the world. You know, in Noah's day, we know he judged that world. And he's not going to forget this world that we live in today. Christ has the authority over the abyss or this bottomless pit. Uh, he has the authority without doubt. You look in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9, and also in this book uh, of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 18. He has the key. He's in, in authority. So uh, we know that he gave uh, Satan uh, this key. Now it says in verse 4, and it was commanded them. So these locusts have a king, a leader. Other locusts do not. They just move without leadership. These locusts have a king. They have a leader, a, an intelligent being that's directing them. He gives them a command that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree. Now, that's what, when we think of locusts, that's what they feed on. They feed on the green uh, growth that's around us. But only those men, he says, they were not to eat that, but only those men uh, there, uh, only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. <clears throat> now we have another uh, difference because a lot of books are written on the book of Revelation. A lot of teachers have taught it. One of the popular rendering here is that all the uh, righteous, those 144,000 that we read about in chapter 7, and all their converts are sealed. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe the only place I read anything about any being sealed are those 144,000. And so you say, well, what's going on? We know the scriptures tell us that tribulations are for the purpose of converting the Jew. The Jewish people are like a lot of us. They're hard-headed people. And Jewish people wanted a sign. They wanted uh, something physical they could see. 
and we're back into an Old Testament economy in this tribulation period. We're out of the period of grace. Thank God we're not going to be part of this, we who are saved. You say, well, if we're not going to be part of this, well, what are we teaching about it? Because you have lost loved ones. I have lost loved ones. Uh, back in the 70s, uh, there was a decade of preaching on a lot of prophetic subjects. I mean, a lot of preaching was done on the topic of, of prophecy. And a lot of preaching was done out of these sections of Scripture. And they were preaching to people that are lost because if they don't get saved, they're going to go through this. And, they're not, and if they're here today, they're not going to have an opportunity to get saved at that time, but this is what's in their future if they don't turn to Christ. And so there, there's great evangelistic messages can be preached from these subjects that we're studying here. But these here uh, ones who are sealed, I believe, are 144,000. They're sealed by a visible seal. I believe it's the name of God as we go to Revelation 14. We, I believe, lead you to believe that uh, in their forehead, but they're the only ones. These plagues are affecting those who haven't been converted and who have not taken the mark of the beast. Now, if they take the mark of the beast, they're doomed. But they've not all taken the mark of the beast. In fact, this event happens, I believe, right at the end of that first half, right at the beginning of the second half of the tribulation, and I say that because the next, the, the next um, trumpet we're going to study here, the sixth trumpet, has more to say about that time. Okay? So let's go on so I don't get bogged down. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented five months well, now, that's the normal lifespan of a locust. From, from about May to September, uh, that's the season that locusts, uh, you know, the regular locusts that we know about live, and that's how long this, uh, this uh, judgment's going to last. It's the only one of the judgments that have a time period. But this, this judgment's going to be here on earth, and again, praise God, we're saved. We're not going to go through this. But it's good to know this. And it's so that we can just like the subject of hell. We're not going to go to hell, but it's good to know what it's like to warn people from going there, okay? Verse 6, And in uh, those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. I, I made a skip to verse, a part of that verse. Let's go back. They tormented five months, and their um, torment was as the torment of a scorpion when it striketh a man. You know, uh, you have out here these little brown nuisance they call scorpions, but they're just little, like, big ants. <laughs> I was a year in North Africa and uh, in the military, and we were down on the first floor doing our laundry, and there they have the real scorpions. I mean like so big. And they were they're black. Some of them's brown but the, the more potent ones are black. My friend and I were doing our laundry 
And here come one of those things across the floor. And so he says, you, you just keep him herded. <laughs> you keep, him, keep him out here. Don't let him run under something or go away. He ran up to the second floor and brought out a can of lighter fluid. He said, I want to show you something about a, a locust. I mean, a, a scorpion. He made a circle around that uh, scorpion, oh, about so big. That thing's right in the middle. And he lit it. That scorpion made one turn around. Just it, it, They move with their tail above their head. That's what it says they strike you with. And uh, when you do that to a scorpion, they hit themselves in the back of the head and they just stretch out like a poker. Just crazy the program. And that was strange to me. He sent him back to a biology teacher. He was from Boston or Maine or somewhere. And uh, But this, the scorpion's sting, not this one, just a regular scorpion. The sting, they say, if that thing would have struck either one of us, you would fall on the floor and Angry and pain and, and anguish, just just crawling, thinking you're going to die, wishing you could, but you won't, and and just laying there, and you'll frost at the mouth. It's a terrible thing, and suffer pain like they say you don't know anything about. I've never been bitten by one, and we weren't bitten by that one, but that was my experience with a normal. Just a normal type of a scorpion. This scorpion, I believe, would be more severe than that because of what it does. It's restricted in killing. It cannot kill. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. You know... Preaching years ago, one of the illustrations we use here would say, you could go out and jump off the Empire State Building and just walk away. You can't kill yourself. There's no death. Five months, but pain, such pain that you'd want to take your life. You've seen the old cowboy movies or the war movies where somebody receives a a shot in the stomach and it's a deadly shot but it's a long slow death and they would ask people or ask them for a gun or please shoot me they knew they were going to die they don't want to go through that pain these people are like that they're in pain they're suffering but there's no way that they can die they just suffer God uses these things, I believe, uh, not only as judgment to the, to the ones who are being judged for the way they live, but to those who are playing around and don't think God's serious. They go through five months of this, I believe they'd be ready to hear a preacher preach or a good message. Right? And, the, and, the, and the shapes of the locusts were like or excuse me, and the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, 
And, and he gives a lot of description here. We're going to read it and we're, at times sake, we're not going to have much time to say much about it. But he's having a hard time describing uh, these, these critters. Because, now listen what he says. He says they're like uh, uh, horses prepared for battle and their heads were as were, uh, was it, uh, were crowns of like gold and their faces was like the face of men and their hair was as the hair of women and their teeth were as the teeth of lions and they had breastplates as were the breastplates of iron and the sound of their wings was as a sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails likened to scorpions and they and uh, there they and there were signs in their tails, or stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. It's a terrible thing. Uh, it describes this thing here. Uh, we could spend a, a whole lesson just trying to go through those, but or again, we want to cover a chapter, so it will just be something you can study yourself and uh, see how you how you do. And uh, they had a, a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. That's the one who got the key uh, from the Lord to go down there, uh, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue... His uh, hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there cometh two more, uh, two woes more uh, hereafter. Let me just say about those names. It talks about the Jew and the Greek, the Jew and the Gentile. Both of those names means destroyer. That's what Satan's all about. He'll destroy your life. He'll destroy your family. He's, he's destroying our country. Uh, he's a, a, a fearsome destroyer. Christ is the opposite. He's the Savior. And, and there's a, a comparison being made here. And I, I believe these um, people that were not saved uh, got the message. I believe a lot of them uh, got the message. Not all of them. We're going to see this in a moment. Not all of them, but I believe some of them did. And verse 13, <clears throat> by the way, I don't think when the Jews are saved in a day, I don't think that's 24 hours. I think that day is the day of the Lord. That's a seven-year period. It's like, you know, you say, in my day. It wasn't one 24-hour period. It's talking about a period of time. That's when these Jews are saved. Toward the end, when they're all, all that are saved are going to be saved, then it's over. Just like it is with our age of grace. When the last person accepts Christ by grace, the rapture takes place. I don't think God's going to delay uh, we, we ought to be homesick for heaven because that's our home. This world is not our home. And uh, so think of that. Now, let's go on to the next one. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, 
which is before God. Now this is the same altar that we've already studied about where the prayers went up and the frankincense and that. You remember that perhaps last week, okay? Okay, now at this altar, uh, there's, uh, uh, of the golden altar, saying to the sixth, sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the uh, great river Euphrates. And there again, think of the first time we read about this altar. This altar had like horns or protrusions on each corner. And at the first time we read about it, those four angels commanded the wind held back judgment. Okay, <clears throat> now these four angels are going to give judgment. Uh, a very, very uh, unified reading here. Verse number 15. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour, in a day, in a month, in a year, for to stay, uh, for, for to slay a third part of men. As a result of this sixth judgment, this sixth trumpet, one-third of the earth population. If that were to happen today, with our population being about six billion, it's over that, really. Uh, that'd be two billion people. Nothing like that's ever happened. There's going to be some massive death occur from this judgment. There's already been a quarter slain, and but when you take the third and a quarter, you're, you're up about half of the population of the world is going to be non-existent after this judgment takes place. Right now, where am I at? What verse? 15. All right. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month. Okay. That tells us this doesn't happen by chance. God has everything laid out before creation. God before creation knew all this. Before he created man, he knew man would disobey and fall. But he also knew Christ was going to come. All that it didn't just happen. God knows. At the right time, Jesus came and was crucified and rose from the dead and now went back to heaven. At the right time, the church age will end and a rapture will take place and then this time of judgment will start in very much the same fashion as we're giving it to you here today. It's going to happen. You go back to Ezekiel chapter 38, 39. I believe those chapters help you to get some detail about this uh, period and judgment here. Now it says, verse 16, And the number of the army of horsemen were 200,000, and I heard the number of them. He knows exactly how many this army is going to be that's going to do the attacking. Now, I want to get this in. My time is getting by and I want to finish this chapter. So let me tell you this and we'll get back. Ezekiel 38, 39 has to do, uh, has a description of a, a, a battle that's going to take place. 
And this battle is some of the uh, people involved, like Russia and them, they're named here in, this, in these chapters. In our day, we used to think when I was in the military how fearful it would be if Russia ever joined China and we had to fight them both. Uh, we, we knew that would be a doomsday. Russia has a, a, like a hundred thousand uh, nuclear weapons. <laughs> what do you think that will do? But it talks about this army. I believe that's what this is. I believe that army is going to, that battle is going to take place at the middle of the tribulation. The first half, the Antichrist has a peace but it's a weak peace. It's not going to last. But it, it's a peace. And during that time, this, these other governments are forming. Those communists, and they're both communists, China, Russia, uh, Iran is mentioned in there. They're right in the, in the mix of things. Today we see this. It's kind of tells you you're living in the last day. You don't know the day or the hour the Lord's going to come. Nobody does. And I'm not saying that, but I'm saying the signs are all around. And we need not be taken as a thief. <clears throat> we need to know the signs of the times. And we see this nation of Israel back May the 14th, 1948. They became a nation and had a piece of real estate that they could call home. First time in 2,000 years. That doesn't happen by chance a people that keeps their identity without having a country for 2,000 years. If I was to ask many, most of you in here, what's your identity? You wouldn't know. I don't know. We're a, a mixture, a hodgepodge of here, there, and everywhere stuck together. And our country's only a couple hundred years old. 2,000 years, they kept their language. They kept their identity. That's a miracle. And it's self-evident uh, how uh, people don't see that and understand that, that God has a day and a time for this battle. And I believe that battle, they're going to mass together and the battle's going to be in Jerusalem, over Jerusalem. That's where the Antichrist's headquarters is going to be. And he's not part of that group. There's a coalition going on during this first three and a half years. Everybody's getting along with everybody. Peace. But this battle occurs because they're coming to take possession. The boundary that God gave Israel was from the Euphrates River to the river in Egypt, not that little piece of ground we mark off today. That area has a, a wealth that uh, you cannot calculate. It, I mean, it, it's, it's so great. The, they say that the mineral value of the Dead Sea has enough uh, wealth to it 
that if there somehow they could uh, manufacture that, extract that somehow, and they're getting smarter every day, they could get more money than's ever been printed. It's that much money. They're coming there. They hate Israel. That's, that's a, 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 a satanic hatred just put in people like that. But they're coming for wealth. And the Antichrist is sitting there, and he's not giving it up. He has all these nations, the ten nations and them on his side. There's going to be a great battle. And one third of the world is going to die as a result. This is a judgment God sent. He knew when they would do it, the day they would do it. He knew it. It says, And thus I saw the horses in the vision on them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire and of jason and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouth issued fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone. They didn't have any kind of atomic weapons back then. But not knowing what that was, and he says as is, and like he uses that a lot here because it's symbolism that he's trying to explain something that he does not have a vocabulary to, to explain. It's just beyond words, as we say sometimes. You don't have words that can express that. He was trying to say it. But you listen to that. Listen to those three things again. These three were, uh, okay, uh, here it is. And their mouth issued uh, the smoke and the fire and the brimstone, the fire, smoke, and brimstone. And, it, and it's the power's in their mouth. In other words, they just say, press the button. <laughs> Off goes a missile. Or out of the outer space drops an atomic bomb out of space. Don't you think they're going to do that? Because they they're probably have it now. They're just not going to talk about it. They're, they, they have militarized space or past president started a new force. This, what is it called? Space Force? Space Force. They know what's coming. They don't know this because they're not Christians. They don't believe the Bible. They don't, they don't take this. They just say, oh, that's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo and this like this and like that and, and uh, this uh, fire and brimstone. And, and they, they don't realize what God has done in the past. You go back to, Revelation, uh, to Genesis and you read how God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire, brimstone. Hell of fire coming down, consuming it up like like no other city was destroyed. Verse number 10. By these three was the part of men killed by the fire, by the smoke, and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth 
and in their tails, uh, for their tails were as a, let's see, I think it says as a scorpion, or like unto scorp- uh, serpents, uh, and ha- had heads, and with them they do hurt. They can strike from both ends, in other words. Now, verse 20 and 21, these are not really connected to the judgments, but it closes this chapter out. And the rest of the men which were not killed by those, those, uh, these plagues, yet repented not. You talk about the hardness of man's heart. You had the history of the Second World War. See how the Jews were slaughtered and many more slaughtered. Forty million people, I think, something like that, died as a result of that war. And yet men's hearts are harder today than they were then. And they repented not of the works of their hands, that they, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, People today are caught up in idol worship. We see it coming. Whoever thought you live in a, a, in a country that would teach in their schools little kids that they, they don't know what they really are. They may be something else. The percentage of homosexuality has increased so great a crowd. The Bible says as it was in the day of Noah, but it also says in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. A homosexual. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorcerers, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Let's just look at this last verse. Neither they repented they of their Murders. Think of murders today. People running into people deliberately, laughing about it. Walking across and shoving somebody under our subway for no reason, just to do it. If it's that bad today, how bad do you think it's going to be when when God takes all the Christians at the rapture out of this world? And there won't be churches preaching and teaching the Bible and Christians witnessing and standing and living a a life of testimony of God. That's happening today, and we're here. The church is still here. People are still preaching over the radios and televisions and airways around the world. Well, they can give you a telephone and... uh, Southern Baptists have a church here in Atlanta, Stanley pastored, have a ministry where they send out phones that put it in their language. Their lessons he teaches goes right through that and they get it in their own language. The gospel is going out today, but men's hearts are hard. And they're getting harder. They're getting harder all the time. So it says that they're 
They're sorcerers. That's a name that we'll get from a Greek word meaning pharmacy or drugs. We used to call, when I was a boy, it wasn't a, 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 a pharmacy. You went to the drugstore. That's what they called them. <laughs> right? They used to call them drugstore. That's what they do. They sell drugs. And that's a pharmacy. That's what the pharmacy is. I have a niece who's a pharmacist. And uh, that's her business. But sorcerers, uh, nor of their fornication, immorality. You think, you see the immorality today that we never thought we'd ever see. Where marriage is an option today. A lot of people don't plan to ever get married. They can live without marriage, they say. What a terrible world we live in today. And it's going to get worse. It's, God didn't say it was going to get any better, did he? He said things are going to wax worse and worse. Well, they are. We're reading about it right here. And nor of their thefts. <laughs> you can't listen to the evening news without them showing some bunch of hooligans busting in and just ripping everything out of a store or sled, sled, taking a hammer and busting the cases open and taking the jewelry and running out the door. That's today. That's today. With a restraint, with the indwelling Holy Spirit in the Christians, the thousands and thousands of Christians, millions that live today. We live in that world today. That's what's happening. Pastor mentioned about the persecution in India of Christians. That may be here someday. I take the Bible, threw it out, prayer, threw it out. Can't mention Jesus. Can't, I don't know. That's the world today. It wasn't like that whenever I was young. I, I feel so burdened for my great-grandkids that we're blessed to have running around our feet today. And the little ones today. If that's this bad now that I've seen it go from here to what it is now beyond my wildest dreams, what is it going to be when they get up? If the Lord doesn't come, our prayer is, come Lord Jesus. That's the only solution, folks. These two judgments, you see why they're called woe judgments. You see those and you just say, woe. It's a terrible time. We, whenever, you know, when I taught class in college or something, we would never cover near this much material in a, in a hour period. Uh, but I want to stay on schedule, and I've got two minutes or three minutes. And so I'm not just spinning my wheels, but I'm keeping with the time. And I do want to tell you, next week, John is going to eat a book. John actually eats a book. Yes. Yeah. We have in Revelation chapter 10. That's not all. There's other good things in there.